0: Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner i have discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey, everyone, Katherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com and the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Hope you're doing great. I have had a very different kind of week. It is the week of 9-11 in the United States, uh, and it's a very different time for people, especially people who live in the tri-state area. I was in New York City the day it happened. We did not know where my father was. We weren't sure if he was on the plane that was in Washington, D.C. Thank God he was not. Uh, My brother was working for a consulting firm at the time. And he had been reassigned because his daughter and his wife, they had just moved up to Pennsylvania. So his boss had been kind enough to take him off this major project that he was going to be doing around about the 80th floor of the World Trade Center. And they put him in an in-house project back in, I think, Pennsylvania, but it might have been Delaware. I apologize. It's been a lot of years, Uh, 18 years. In many ways, I've forgotten things. In other ways, it feels like just yesterday. And I am taking a little pause here from TSSI, the Time and Space Style Inventory, because I wanted to talk about this event. So when we come back to that, we'll be on the second to last of the time management sections. And when I was thinking about that second to last, I was thinking about this wonderful word I learned when I was in business school, which is penultimate. Our professor of finance was a very theoretical guy, super smart, as smart as they come. And he used very Big vocabulary words, and I have an extensive vocabulary, but I had no idea what penultimate meant. And it means second to last. Now, if you're sitting down to your final exam in finance and you're a nervous wreck, the last thing you're doing is trying to figure out what the heck a word like penultimate means. So it was a pretty funny moment. He said, Are there any questions? And about 20 hands shot up. And it was all the exact same question, which made me feel a lot better. So at any rate, The reason I bring that up is because a wonderful human being was in my finance class. His name was Calvin Gooding. And I'll never forget, he was always the one with a laugh and a smile. He was the person who was like me, a person who had actually worked in the investment world. We had both come from an equities background. It was a very practical approach that we took to finance and investing. And we were in a very theoretical class. And so in essence, we were both failing the class, not literally, but we were not doing well in it. And we had very different approaches to the final exam. I studied like crazy at the expense of other classes I was taking. And Calvin's philosophy was, I'll study just enough because the fact is, I know this is a wash. And so I'm going to put my efforts into my other classes which frankly was absolutely 100% the right thing to do. The fact is we were getting a C in that class no matter what I got on the final exam. Even if I failed that final, I was looking like a C in that class. Pretty much if you showed up and you worked hard and you showed you were trying to learn, you weren't going to completely fail a class. And I just didn't get that. And Calvin did. So God bless Calvin. So you're probably wondering what finance class from business school in 1990-something has to do with anything. Well, Calvin was one of the people I lost on 9-11, and then he left behind a uh, pregnant wife and a daughter. Obviously, now both daughters are here, and I'm guessing one has got to be in her early 20s, and the other is about 18 years old. And this week is always always about me thinking about the people I lost in 9-11. And I lost close to 20 people. Most of them were business colleagues. And in the world of finance, I was in Wall Street at least 11 years. So I knew a lot of people. I worked at AIG in the insurance side. I worked at the New York Stock Exchange. I worked for several brokerage firms. And I just, I knew a lot of people. But hearing about the loss of Calvin, which was in like October, well after the events of 9-11, I'll just never forget my reaction of hearing about a guy who was my age, who was my friend, who I hadn't talked to in a very long time. And, And I really regretted that at the time. I was like a human zombie walking around the city the rest of the day. And we can't take that back. We can't bring back the past. But we can say amazing things about people who we've lost. And I have very good memories of him. So I don't know if you remember there was an ad. <laughs> Again, I'm going to be aging aging myself, dating myself. Uh, the pause that refreshes. One of the things I found important is that when you're going through a difficult time, or really any time, you have to honor the the pause. So what does that mean? That means making space and time for yourself to either deal with difficult emotions or take care of family members or whatever situation's going on in your life. It's about filling up your well. I talk about this fairly often. If your well is empty, you have nothing left to give to anybody else. So you have to start by putting your oxygen mask on first. Here I go, mixing my metaphors. Don't you love when I do that? At any rate. I work out every single morning, most mornings. Let me rephrase that. I probably work out six mornings a week. And the reason I do that is twofold. The first is, is it's time for me to get out of my brain, which by the way, my brain goes about 10 million miles a minute and it's only with age that i've learned how to make sure that i don't talk at 10 million miles a minute believe me my brain is going that fast and when you're exercising you're doing something very body oriented which does allow you to get out of your head it frees up space there are other ways you can do this too obviously you can meditate you can take a shower I'm trying to think of some others. You can sit and listen to music. Anything that takes you out of your normal day-to-day work, sitting at your desk intensively. And it's really important to do this, especially when you're the most busy. There's this thought that the more busy you are, the longer you should meditate, first thing. And there's a lot of truth to that. The other great thing about exercise is scientifically, they say that the increased blood flow from your exercise then increases your energy and increases your oxygen. And when you increase your energy and your oxygen, you increase your cognitive abilities, which is pretty nifty. And it's also that your hippocampus is revved up during exercise. the hippocampus is about learning and memory. When I'm out on my power walks slash gratitude walks in the morning, what I'm finding is I'm putting together most of my podcast material during that time. It's either in the moments I see as I'm walking or something that will come to me that I can reflect upon because I don't have a computer in front of me or a client in front of me or something I've got to write right now in front of me. And it's been just amazing to see how much creative content comes out of these moments. And I really... I'm loving that. So other pauses. Well, for me, cancer was my big pause. It was the time where I had to step back. Now, obviously, first I had 9-11 and that was a big pause, but then I had cancer four years ago. And the reason, the other reason 9-11 becomes such an intensive day for me is that on 9-11, four years ago, I was given my cancer diagnosis. So I'm telling you, I think it's some way like 9-11 for me is a little bit of a traumatic day. And I had a wonderful day. I spent some great time with some great people. But at some point, I had to step back and honor how much sorrow I felt. And so I stepped back. I took time, and I just rested and relaxed and allowed the tears to come. And I let that out. And it's really better to let it out. And if you're very angry, think about how you're going to manage letting that emotion out. And if you're very sad and you need to have those feelings, that's okay. Okay. I hope you have a safe place to land when you do that. For me, I knew I could manage those feelings and feel them and then move on with my day. And what happened was we needed to drive our daughter to an event. And I'm not very good at night driving anymore. Most people who know me will tell you that if I'm going somewhere at night, either my husband's driving or I'm taking a train. I do take a train quite a bit to go to nighttime events. And for some reason, my night vision is just not the same after chemo. It can affect your vision and your eyes can affect pretty much everything in your body. Now, chemo is designed to kill cells. You're made up of cells. (laughs) So um, I know I'll be fought by some folks on this, but the fact is, I believe that's true, that... It has affected certain cells. And it's fine. I get to be here. I'm a survivor. I'm a thriver. I have no problem with it. I believe cancer was one of my greatest gifts. It really taught me how to listen to my body and how to honor when I needed to take that pause. And that was an invaluable lesson that I needed to learn for a very long time. So it's all good. So where was I going with this next? (laughs) Yes, my husband and I were taking our daughter somewhere and we had to wait. And while we were waiting, we decided we'd just go ahead and have dinner. So we were down out of our own neighborhood near the Westport Norwalk border and we stopped at Whole Foods for dinner. It was sort of the easiest place to go and we thought we'd get a nice healthy meal with lots of vegetables and whatnot. So we were sitting at Whole Foods and eating our dinner. And this lovely lady came up to us and she was an employee, it still is, an employee of Whole Foods. And apparently what she does is she makes origami and she uses the menus or leftover paper at Whole Foods to make origami items. And then she hands them to people. And so on this particular day, she had made a tiny little origami shirt with a tie, which she gave my husband, and she handed me an origami snitch. Now, if you don't know what a snitch is, you haven't seen the Harry Potter movies, and the snitch is the piece to win the game of Quidditch. So, the snitch is very much symbolic of winning which I hadn't even really thought about. I just thought it was so cool that she had handed me a snitch from Harry Potter. But here's the interesting part. She said to me, Now remember, this is the day where I've lost almost close to 20 people 18 years ago. This is the day where I was given my cancer diagnosis, the anniversary of that, four years later. And she handed me the snitch and she said, You realize the snitch is about winning. And this means you've won. And I have to tell you, that little tiny piece of kindness meant everything. I knew I wouldn't get through this without getting emotional. You never, ever know where something you've done that's kind, something you've done out of love or joy, even to a complete stranger, it mean everything to that person. And I am so grateful to her for this beautiful gift she gave. Because, yeah, it's cliched and trait, but we really are all winners. And I would love to see you think about what, what your life would be like if you could remember you've already won. Each morning that you get up and step on the floor and take your breath, you've won. Life is a precious gift. And we learn this over and over again. And if we can wake up in the morning and put our feet on the floor and be deeply grateful that we get another day, a day in which we can be kind to another human being in any way, including this amazing gift this woman has of making origami and handing it to random strangers, uh, it's just, it blows my mind how incredibly precious it is. And so I'm going to encourage you to think of yourself as a winner and to provide some kind of random act of kindness to somebody. You may have no idea the impact you're making on that person. So one of the things I do since I was a survivor is I bought myself a bracelet and it's got the Wonder Woman logo on it. And I wear it every single day. In fact, it's done in such a way that it's on a cord and I actually can't get it off. (laughs) I have no idea how to get it off. And I think that's probably good. And it reminds me of two things in a way of, of winning, right? Wonder Woman's pretty badass, right? One, it reminds me that I can be Wonder Woman and then I have won. And because of that, I can forge forward with confidence, It also reminds me that I'm not going to be Wonder Woman all the time. That's an unrealistic expectation of ourselves. And so it's really important to recognize that, although I don't really exactly remember the movie, but I'm betting there was some point at which Wonder Woman, you know, took a nap and that's okay. I'm sure she got tired and recharged and refueled her energy. And if you are out there and you are a man, feel free to take... Superman and run with this metaphor the exact same way and can't take Batman. My brother swears he's Batman and I'm not going to fight him on this. So gentlemen, you can be Superman. Ladies, you can be Wonder Woman. Just know that you are an amazing person. And now I'm going to have sure you're going to say, what in heaven's name did this have to do with uncluttering your office or having a productive environment or a productive life. Here's the bottom line. If you take pauses and refresh, you will be able to be more productive. You will be able to be Wonder Woman or Superman. You will be able to have an amazing life and impact on other people by sharing your gifts. So, that's all I've got. (laughs) I am going now, believe it or not, wonder woman that I am, to take a nap myself because I am exhausted. I've onboarded a whole bunch of new clients in my new Epic Office Transformation Program. I am loving working with them. They are amazing people. I would love to work with you. I would love for you to share this podcast if you think it was worth sharing with someone in particular or maybe on social media. To like it or put a review, I would be eternally grateful. It is my absolute pleasure and honor to be here each week sharing my gifts. Please go out and share yours. Have a great day and see you in the circle. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com.